And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Wow. I do feel like I am back home again. It's so good to be back on the Dharmic Evolution. Uh, thank you guys for being so um, so patient. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a show. I got the COVID. Oh no, it was not nice. Um, so I want to catch everybody up. Uh, and I just want to thank all you guys who have supported this show in my absence the last few weeks. And I see they continue, you continue to download all of our historical 302 shows that are out there and available for your listening pleasure and entertainment. So uh, it is good to be back. Man, it was uh, a slamming a COVID Christmas and New Year's for me. So my heart goes out to any of uh, you others who have suffered this horrible dreaded disease. So in this episode today, I'm going to cover what I went through, and you can compare it with your notes if you've had this or uh, if a loved one has had it, and maybe you can share some information uh, with them. So I have some uh, tips and tricks and things that I did uh, to get through this uh, that hopefully will help you guys out. So anyway, the next couple of months, uh, I'm going to cut back to two shows a month as I get back in the saddle. Um... You know, I'm back doing physical fitness and eating right. Uh, my appetite, my weight is back up to normal. And, uh, you know, I think doing, I, I think probably a couple of months I'll get back to one show a week. Um, but I've, I got really behind in projects and things that I had on the calendar. So I find myself uh, a little bit overwhelmed and I'm not really worried about it. It's like, listen, your health is important. So I've kind of just, um, you know, been focusing on, of course, eating healthy and exercise. I only ran once uh, this week. So that was the first time in almost a month that I went running. Uh, it's been too cold to run down here in Tennessee. I don't know. We had two days of 60-degree weather, and then it flipped back to winter. So, um, so that will be the schedule moving forward. And I want to just um, comment that um, if you'd like to be connected to my blog, that I don't, you know, I don't advertise this enough, but uh, I send it out maybe three or four times a month. And it's usually um, a short story or something that's interesting in comment, commenting about um, maybe something I've discovered, something I'm reading uh, that hopefully is helpful to anyone tuning in. And uh, you can just go to dharmicevolution.com and there's a blue sign me up button on the audio player that's right on that main page. It's a little thing. You see it in blue. Just click that and you'll be on my mailing list immediately. And uh, you'll get some of my entertaining, crazy stories and information. And uh, don't worry, I will not jam up your inbox with constant emails and hawking you products and things like that. I don't do that. Um, so before we get started in today's show, which is all about the COVID-19 and what my personal experience with it has been, I want to just, um, reach out to my friends in India 
and say thank you on uh, everybody on that Ghana platform. You guys are just crushing it, man. I think um, I think I'm going to change my name and maybe move to India because uh, you guys seem to like what's going on on the Dharmic Evolution. So uh, thanks so much for all the downloads and also thank you to my guests and friends and listeners who have been leaving wonderful comments on the um, Apple podcast, uh, leaving reviews about the show. So if um, if that's something you could find in your heart to do, please do so. It's always welcome, and it's so much appreciated. I read them all, and I can't thank you enough for um, you know being so supportive of this show. It, it re- really, this sickness gave me a whole new um, appreciation of you, my audience, and reasons to do the show and I'll get into this later about what it does to you psychologically mentally and emotionally um being sick like this had me thinking that the show was over I'd never do another show not that I thought I was going to die but I just felt the show was going to die because I had nothing in me that was keeping me going um as far as motivation, you just felt so dead inside and so sick that you can't, you can't even think straight. So how I got sick over the holidays, let's start with that one. December 27th, two days after Christmas, I was putting on my new running outfit, which I had this cool vest um, sweatpants, uh, you know, the right running materials, which I never did the right thing, but my fiance being a runner, she got me all these cool gifts for Christmas. So, uh, we suited up and headed out for a run. And, uh, I said, okay, let's go for, I thought it was going to be a three or four mile run, but it turned into a seven mile run, uh, just because I orchestrated in my mind, the routes a little bit off, maybe this was the beginning, not thinking clearly. But anyway, we got out on the run. It was cold, um, but it wasn't too bad. I think I might have been a layer short of where I should have been in suiting up. So we got to the four-mile mark, and all of a sudden I was freezing. And, you know, I knew we had at least another two to three miles to go, so we hot-footed back. Uh, to finish out the run, and I just could not get warm. I was freezing. It's like the sweat on my back had like almost frozen. And it was like somebody had put like a, a wet washcloth back there. And it, it was really so bad, so uncomfortable. So we finished out the run, and then we headed over to um, visit with uh, my fiance's daughter and her boyfriend just to have a quick beer and say hello how you guys doing and uh, sort of a post Merry Christmas and on our way headed back home Um, I felt okay you know having the beer and then it was like I I just want to get home and after that it kind of started closing in like every day was feeling like the next day was pretty bad And then each day got progressively worse. And symptoms were all over the place. I mean, it was just all kinds of weird things. There was this pressure behind the eyes. Like your eyes felt like they were bulging. And it almost hurt to have your eyes open. It was really, really uncomfortable and strange at the same time. 
Then we had uh, Night Sweats. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one for me. Uh, Fever at night, sweating through the sheets, waking up soaking wet in the middle of the night. And and just like, you know, I had went to bed freezing, shivering. And now I am uh, I'm soaking wet. And you put the sheets back on you, and they're like ice. So that was not fun either. Um, then not sleeping for endless nights could not breathe out of my nose so I had this dryness that I went through water like crazy it's like you only only laid back and tried to sleep for maybe it was three to five minutes and then you wake up your your mouth is totally dry so you have to keep grabbing the water and drinking and then trying to go back to sleep and it just doesn't work so there was not much sleep happening for a long time probably a week or more yeah probably probably about 10 days um and no energy i remember getting up in the morning and getting dressed you know to go downstairs uh to the kitchen and then i would tumble back into the bed out of breath i couldn't catch my breath i had i was just like almost like i had just sprinted you know um 100 yards and just couldn't catch my breath. And then I'd have to wait like three, four minutes, get my energy back up, and then uh, very carefully go down the stairs. A um, couple of times after getting down the stairs, I, I literally collapsed on top of the dining room table because I got over there and I started to fade pretty bad. And I saw gray and black blotches. And I would just... I would just put my upper body onto the table because I felt like I was just going to hit the floor if I just stayed up another minute, another second. So these are the the mounting uh, things that were occurring, you know, to my health day after day. And after three or four days, I noticed a loss of smell. We had this like really wicked evergreen candle, like the, one of those um, Adirondack candles, those big fat ones in the glass jar that you could smell this thing from a mile away. I mean, you, you put it right up to my nose and I could not smell anything. So I said, oh, that's a, that's a COVID sign right there. Then about that same time, my appetite crashed. Like nothing appealed to me. I, I couldn't eat to save my life like I'd sit down for a meal, and what I normally, you know, would eat, I would eat like a tenth of that, not even some days. And just food had no, like, appeal to me at all. Like, just could not get into it. Really bad. And some foods were, like, so repulsive. Like eggs, for instance. I eat eggs, like, pretty much every day, almost every day, as a part of my breakfast, and I found it so repulsive. I just, I, the thought of them made me sick. So uh, a couple of times I remember my fiance asking me, what, what do you want for dinner? And I, I racked my brain like, and I could not think of one thing that I felt like, yeah, I want to have this. Um, later on towards the end, for some reason, spaghetti and meatballs was like really appealing that was one of the few things that like I would always say yeah yeah I could go for that and I don't know if it was the sauce or something got me back you know later on that this was appealing this was one of my go-to foods that I could say all right 
I won't starve because I, I can eat some spaghetti and meatballs. I couldn't eat that much. But, you know, maybe one meatball or half a meatball or something. But I guess the worst part was freezing cold for weeks. I was freezing. I had that chill in my back that I got on the run, and I could not get rid of this. This thing stayed in me. I was just, I would layer up, you know, a couple sweatshirts or whatever, and I'd get in that shower, and I'd wait till I was as as cold as I could take it for the day, and that's when I would take my shower, and I'd just take a hot shower as hot as I could stand it and as long as I could stand it. And that would buy me like a couple hours of, wow, I feel semi-normal as far as temperature, you know. No energy. I took the garbage up to the street a few times, came back exhausted, and had to lay on the couch and recover. Um, There were two or three days, I remember, that I could not get off the couch all day long. With the exception of, of getting some water and um, going to the bathroom, I was literally on there all day from the time I got up till the time it was ready to go back to bed. And I just could not put it together. I was just exhausted. Headaches. Um, headaches. I had a few days where the headache was so severe, I felt like my head was splitting open. It was that bad. And um, by the way, there's an aspirin uh, that Bear makes, migraine. I think it's called migraine, Bear, aspirin. Took two of those. It worked like magic. I absolutely took the headache away 100%. I was, I was delightfully shocked when um, I took that. And I, I used it a couple more times, but the headache kind of went. It wasn't staying with me for a long period of time, thankfully. How about the rattling cough? That kind of came and went. My lungs, thank God, they were clear and they felt okay through this whole thing. So I didn't have like, I never had this um, exasperation about my lungs. I never felt like, you know, breathing deep and there's something going on or it's fluid or any, I never felt any of that. I always felt like I was breathing good. I had really good air circulation. I don't know if it was because of, uh, because I run now, um, in good cardio shape or whatever, but thankfully I never felt imperiled by the lung attack thing. You're supposed to sleep on your stomach, and that's kind of my default position um, every night, but these were not normal every night circumstances, (laughs) and I couldn't do it because I was always on my back um, trying to breathe, right, trying to train my breathing to breathe out of my nose and that wasn't going so well, with the exception of um, we had these strips in the house that uh, my fiance put on my. You, you ever see the football players? They put these strips like uh, under, what is it, over their nose, the top, the bridge of their nose. And it stretches out your nostrils so that you can, you can actually breathe out of your nose. And remarkably, this worked. Um, it worked an, a, about two or three t- nights that I used these strips. I was able to train myself to, you know, actually breathe through my nose. So I think on the fourth night, I went without those. And I was able to, you know, get some sleep finally because I didn't have to wake up drinking water because my mouth was closed now, thank God. And... um 
you know, that was a big pivot moment for me that I slept. And uh, really, really wonderful. Sleep is just magnificent, isn't it? It's the best. All right, how about the rash all over my back and my chest and stomach? To the point where there were like these little sores that if you, you know, if you touched it or scratched it, it would start to bleed. And it's like, all right, now I'm a leper on top of all of this. What is going to be next? Um, at this point, I was getting a little beat up. So we're into this now. I'm on my 10th, 12th day, something like that. And the psychological, well, let me tell, talk about the backslide first. The backslide was, um, I guess, around day nine or so. I felt like, day eight or nine, I felt like, wow, I, have, I feel good today. Not good, but I felt comparatively I felt pretty good. I said, I'm turning the corner. I remember texting one of my brothers or talking to one one of them on the phone. And I said, yeah, I think I've turned the corner. I I think I'm, uh," and I had two days that were sort of good. And surprise, the third day, uh uh-uh, backslide right back to where I was. And I really, really got, um, really got depressed and and upset about that because it's like, when is this thing going to end? So the the psychological warfare that this had on my mental and emotional state was was kind of overwhelming because I thought all of the the projects that I was working on, you know, songwriting, podcasting, all these things that I'm working, I'm writing some ebooks and things that I, I just felt like I was never going to do any of this ever again. It just felt like it's it's over. It's over. Okay, next, what to do about it. vitamins. Each day, I had been taking vitamin B, D, E, and zinc. Weeks before I got sick, I added in vitamin C after I got sick. So I kept up the vitamins, kept that going, um, took temperature at least twice a day, entered it into a log, never really got over 100 on the temperature, thankfully. Maybe it went to 100 or 101 short shortly, but I think most of the time it was 99 and under, which was good. And, you know, that kind of goes back to the whole thing about the um, respiratory. I, my lungs felt good. I felt like I was breathing fine. It's just all these other crazy things. Also monitored the oxygen levels every day, a couple times a day, by using a pulse oximeter or oximeter. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but it basically goes over your finger and it measures the percentage of oxygen in your blood. Um, Pretty cool, simple little thing, has a digital readout. Um, You're supposed to be, uh, if you see 92, go to the hospital. So um, I was around 94 to 96 pretty much every day. I did hit 92 a bunch of times, and then it, you know, immediately if you just leave it there, it bounced back up into the 94, 96, and then it kept going up as I got towards the end of this thing up to 98, 99. So um, the more I saw that, it correlated with the way I was feeling too. Heard from a dear friend of mine just yesterday uh, saying that she got sick uh, with COVID and she went and got tested, um, I guess a week or two after she recovered, and now has the antibodies. 
So she's immune, yes? No? I don't know. I think for now, yes. Um, another couple that I know of, uh, third hand through another party, husband and wife both got the COVID. This is well over a year ago, got tested three times in the span of a year and still have the antibodies. So they are immune. What we don't know is these antibodies respond to this the same way in everybody. Um, I plan on getting tested in a few weeks to see if I have them because I'm pretty sure I have them by now. Um, but we don't know. We just don't know. It just, you know, do you, is there a chance you can get this thing again? Or the fact that you have the antibodies, um, are you good? Are you good for, you know, you got a lifetime guarantee? <laughs> I'm still not a candidate for a vaccine. I did a blog on this a few months back, and I got some great support and responses on my view. Um, I did have one woman write me, and she was so angry. She actually sent me the names of several psychiatrists in the Nashville area and told me I needed professional help. <laughs> Just because I voiced my opinion. And, uh, and I did preclude the uh, blog by saying, and I said it, several, several times, probably three times, do your own research, you know, find out what's good for you. Cause I'm just, I just don't think this whole thing, it's a bit of a rush job. I know people are dropping dead and it's a terrible thing, but, um, there's a lot of political glory and pharmaceutical slam dunk for profits of billions of dollars or maybe trillions in this case. But uh, for me, I will trust in the Lord's grand design of my apothecary that cured me. And to be clear, I'm not saying that any two scenarios are alike. Um, some people just flatly need to go to the hospital. And uh, thank God we have the healthcare system of these brave people out there to help out all the ones who are in desperate need of that respirator or whatever they really need. But I do think we have so much more to learn about this virus that will take years, uh, if not decades, to figure out. Um, you know, you, I've heard so many reports about the masks, and half of them line up and say, the masks, it doesn't even matter if you wear the mask. You really need a specific mask that seals your whole mouth and nose shut. And that's not these, you know, these blue surgical things. And then there's just as many reports saying, yeah, the masks, they're absolutely, they work. So, you know, there's so much information out there. And if you look at all of our political leaders, you, you get the same thing. They don't know. I mean, they're trying to figure it out um, and have been since the day this thing rolled out. But nobody has all the answers yet. It's a very, uh, it's a very scary and con confusing disease. So, so anyway, that's the, the end of... Um, of my struggle and I'm so happy to be back and alive and amongst the living. This is just great. And, um, I, I just, I keep my faith. I read a little piece today about, um, in two Corinthians. So we fix our eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And so true so true there's um a lot bigger life to come after this one so we should pay attention to some of that too just want to wrap up by saying once again 
Uh, thank you to all the supporters of this show, The Dharmic Evolution. We are going back to having singer-songwriters. Um, um, we're going to have thought leaders on, authors, speakers, thought leaders uh, again. And also, I got a really, really cool note from uh, one of my followers and dear friends in, in Great Britain. And she said her and her husband are fans of Jacked Up Jimmy and English Bob. And for those of you who don't know about those, there are a bunch of episodes um, where I have these um, alter egos, if you will. And they're completely char- different characters, and they, they riff with me. They come on mic, and they talk to me, and uh, they tell me about their um, troubles and their situations and their lives. And we've had some really fun, fun interviews it's a comedy series. So uh, you can find some of those in there. Uh, if you like that kind of content, I'm going to put out a little survey and see which um, James Kevin O'Connor everybody likes. The uh, comic one, uh, <laughs> the interviewer, or just doing a simple riff like this, a simple short story. I think I'm going to continue to do all of them. You're not supposed to do that when you're a podcaster. You're supposed to... S- just focus on one thing. Obviously, I have trouble doing that. But as long as you, my friends, are happy and having a good time, I'm having a good time. That's a wrap for me today. So I'm going to just say goodbye by bringing you something that I feel very strongly about. I feel like I'm home. Be blessed, my friends. I'm home, a home I've never known, a love I've never felt, a place I've always wanted to go. It was you, you who got to me. You make me see all the things I wanted to say, just like Hemingway. They flow so easily Just tumble off my tongue Just like Shakespeare I have no fear I have no fear In my heart I pour love Out of my heart With insane abandon You make me feel Home, you are the home I've never known. You make me 